Hello and welcome to the Collecting Heroes podcast. I'm your host JD, the collector of collectors, and this is the podcast where I interview collectors from around the world. Today's episode, however, is a little bit different because my next guest, he is a collector, but he's also someone who works within the collecting community in the form of marketing for a couple of companies that you may have heard of if you are a Funko collector. Uh, so please welcome my guest to the podcast, Jason Soboda. Wait, Swoboda. Come on, I'm, yep. I'm, I'm completely just murdered your name. I'm, I'm, no, you I'm, nailed it. You nailed it, JD. You absolutely <laughs> blah, nailed blah, it. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Swoboda. That's is that yes. correct? Right. Okay. Perfect. Well, I, you know, I, I'd go back and edit this, but I think it's probably... <laughs> Um, no, it's a good, it's a good icebreaker. It's a great icebreaker. <laughs> I, I actually meant to, before we started recording, I meant to actually say, Hey, just wanted to make sure I'm pronouncing your name correct. Oh no, I prefer <laughs> it this way. <laughs> Jason, thank you very much for being on the podcast today. As I mentioned, you work within the Funko community, um, and specifically for a couple of, uh, places that people might be familiar with. One is a company called Seven Bucks a Pop and their sister company called Mystery Grail. Uh, mm -hmm. Can you tell me, just quickly give people an introduction to who you are and, and your position within the company? Sure. Uh, Seven Bucks a Pop, we are probably, if not the number one, close to the top of purchaser of Funko Collections and resale of Funko Collections. So any particular grails that you thought you couldn't get, we bring them back to the market and give them a second life. And in Mystery Grail, it's our weekly mystery grail, or excuse me, weekly mystery box that we do every Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern time in the U.S. here. And um, we ship internationally. And it. we also, twice a month, we have a midweek drop Thursdays. So that'll be a smaller drop, but sometimes they're, they're usually themed like a you know, we'll have sodas. We just did a Marvel six pack with, you got six random Marvel pops with a guaranteed value of 75 bucks. So it's, um, it's very successful. It's there, you know, they sell it every week and uh, yes, we actually do ship them all out. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of people <laughs> online who like to complain, but um, it's, uh, it's, it's been fun so far because we weren't sure how it was going to work out. Um, cause we originally did a thousand boxes and they sold out in less than a minute yeah. and we're like, okay, maybe we can add a little bit more to it. And then we, we managed to get this one thousand. we do 1750 every week, every Sunday. Wow. And that's a lot of fun. I actually, when I first learned of you guys and I, I can, um, tell people that you definitely do ship them out because I've received <laughs> them. I've actually had 10 boxes myself over mm -hmm. three different drops. Um, and I am, as most people would know and probably tell from the accent, I'm from Australia and you actually send them all the way over to me. Uh, so I, I definitely get them here. And um, and when I actually first saw you guys was last year and, and it was 1500 at in mm -hmm. each drop at the time. And then you obviously um, increased that. And I had to be up at, like, depending on the time difference and time zone with summer times and everything, I might have to be up at like 5am in the morning to get to be on one of those drops. Um, and I've seen them like sell out in minutes. Like I know that that definitely happens. Yeah, it does. Um, it usually it lasts anywhere between like 45 minutes to an hour 
um typically uh some weeks it, it might take a little bit longer some weeks it'll be on the shorter end uh like the marvel box sold out in two minutes and then that's a smaller amount it's one per household but that still was 500 boxes so I mean, it's it's significant it's a significant amount um and we also do signature series for seven bucks a pop as well so yeah. we're probably the premier real retailer for autographed authentic autographed uh funko pops and what so and we have, actually coincidentally i have bought from seven bucks a pop before i realized that the companies were even connected mm -hmm. um, and i didn't realize it at the time uh so i actually purchased uh one of those signature series um the sean kemp um if you're okay. a basketball player you did the signature series of the sean kemp's and i actually purchased uh two of those one of which i have as a friend like my best friend was a massive sean kemp fan when we were growing up as basketball fans so i actually wanted mm -hmm. to get him that for a gift um so I've, I've actually got that in my cupboard i haven't seen him for a long time we, we keep needing to line up because we're, we're not in the same city um but when i see him next that's actually sitting in my cupboard ready to give to him as well. well i hope he doesn't watch this and have this uh surprise spoiled <laughs> no well I, i'm pretty certain he doesn't listen to podcasts actually uh, what kind of <laughs> so what a what a friend what a friend. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's actually funnily enough he's probably one of the people that's helped to influence my own collection um he's mm -hmm. a massive lord of the rings nerd um and just a massive fan and has a huge collection of lord of the rings stuff and at one point had a, a room that was set up like a mini museum with all the glass cases and everything and he collects a lot of the wetter workshop um statues and gets them all signed by either wow the artist that designed the statue or usually the um person that played maybe the character um so he goes to a lot of the conventions in australia to get those things wow those are those are cool looking uh uh statues or figures you know those are those are really well detailed too yeah awesome. well i mean they sh you'd hope they were considering where to workshop are the company that actually designed all their their props yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'd, hope, you'd so. hope so so <laughs> yeah. it's it's so in in australia is lord of the rings like really like a, a huge thing down there because i know it was filmed uh down in new zealand but i mean it, yeah. but is that like the big like is, is that like everyone a huge fan of it down there um i would say probably to be honest with you we're probably comparable to i would say other places in terms okay. of the fan, lord of the rings fandom there's definitely a lot of lord of the rings fans but i being that it was filmed in new zealand I, you know it, it's great that we can just take a short trip over you know a few hours on a plane if you want to go over and see it but yeah definitely I, I wouldn't say that everyone i speak to is a lord of the ring fan but definitely i know that there are quite a number of people my mother was a massive lord of the rings fan growing up and so she actually made it a boxing day tradition that we had mm -hmm. to actually the whole family went to the cinemas to watch lord of the rings um, oh that's super on, cool on boxing day together um because she was so happy when the movies were coming out and then um yeah as i said my mate being a massive fan he he also was obsessed with it as well nice did did you ever see the uh ralph bakshi the cartoon from like the um from the 80s i, think oh, it was from no, the 80s. I don't think um, i did it, it was the hobbit uh it wasn't a lord it was the, just the, the hobbit but it was a cartoon you, you should check that out it's 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 very 
it's awesome. Okay. I'll, I'll <laughs> it's very to, cool. I'll, I'll put it in. Maybe is, is there some clips on YouTube or something? I, I might oh, I'm sure. I'm I'm sure of it all there. But look it up. The animated Hobbit. It's uh, it's very <laughs> cool. Very cool indeed. So let's take it back to uh, Seven Bucks a Pop Mystery Grail. So yes. how long have the companies existed for? How long have they been around for? Seven Bucks a Pop just celebrated its fifth birthday back in March, and Mystery Grail is about a year and a half now. It started last in January of 2021. Uh, okay. we, January 31st, 2021, we launched it, and um, it's it's been just going steadily ever since. And they have their own. I mean, they're two, they're next door to each other, but they're in like separate front, like step separate areas. Okay. And uh, yeah, they have. Uh, let's see, one, two, three, four. Like six full-time employees just doing that, wow. and this you know they start on Monday, start you know shipping stuff out, and start boxing it up by like Tuesday and Wednesday. They're packing up the next week's uh, grails and everything that goes out. How'd you come up with the idea, or how, maybe not yourself, but how how did you guys come up with the idea for well, the mystery grail? Well, we did seven bucks a pop would do mystery boxes on occasion and mm -hmm. they would be we do like twenty five hundred boxes, usually like on New Year's or uh, some sort of holiday, uh, maybe around Thanksgiving or Christmas. And they would just sell out like super fast. And we were just like, what if we kicked like did something a little different instead of just, you know, some companies will have a mystery box and they'll put in the a hundred and like a couple hundred of the same pop and you, hmm. you're like, everyone's going to get that. It's like, what if we just source it from collections? And that's what we mostly do. It's mostly sourced from collections that we actually bring in and we're buying collections at just an incredible clip. Like every week we got, we were getting hundreds upon hundreds of boxes, <laughs> those giant Lowe's boxes um, with collections. And, you know, someone has to go through them and, you know, yeah, of course. You make sure they're all in good shape. Uh, but Lee had the idea, uh, Lee Byers, uh, the owner, he had the idea. We were driving up the toy fair in 2020 and he was just like, let me ask you, what do you think if we did like a weekly mystery box? I said, with what employees? We don't have enough people to do it. <laughs> so it took about it took about a year of planning uh, before it even uh, came to light because we thought we were going to launch in like September of 2020. Um, but you know, with everything, with the pandemic slowed that yeah, down, um, uh, and then it was going to be around Christmas, then it was going to be, you know, middle of January. And then we finally got it out on January 31st of 2021. So that's how that worked out. And it, it just, it took a lot of planning and there was a lot of things that went into it, but it, it was all like Lee's vision for it was, was pretty great. And, uh, he, he, I think he knocked the, knocked it out of the park as, as we would say here. Um, yeah. It, it's 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 been very successful and uh people seem to really enjoy it and people have a lot of fun with it i mean mystery boxes aren't for everybody i mean most of the time we, we were very upfront with it it's like you're you're probably not going to get anything great but you know if you're if you're just collecting a bunch of stuff maybe you pick up something that you didn't know that you wanted before i know i did a mystery box one time not with ours but with someone else's it might have been plastic empire or smy uh, Smy World. I yeah. picked up. Um, I got a Bill Murray from Zombieland, and I was like, "Oh, I never even thought to get this. I like this," and so I was happy. You know, <laughs> you just that's cool. Some, sometimes you get something that you like, and sometimes you get a Dragon Ball Z. It's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can say, um, as I said, I got. I've had ten of the Mystery Grave boxes over three different drops, and the reason I I got them was pretty much always connected to when you had the um, pink chrome Batman, the New York Comic Con. 
one yes. as as the major hit. Now I can definitely say I, I I never was lucky enough to get that pink chrome, and you actually just had it in the recent drop again. Just this last we break. did. Yeah, um, that's you that's nearly hooked good... me in, but I decided <laughs> not to pull the trigger this time. It's funny that pop, like as soon as it came out, it's hovered around four to five hundred dollars, like consistently. Like yeah. from the moment the moment I got mine in New York, someone's just like, you know, that's like five hundred dollars. I said, get the hell out of here. I said, You're gonna offer me that for it? <laughs> I said, You can walk away with it right now. <laughs> I'll take five hundred cash or um but yeah, that that's been a that's been a pop that has steadily stayed up there. And I I think that's really great. I like that. I like when that happens. It sucks if you're not there and you don't get it. But yeah. if like, is that the only one you're missing? I also need the, um, I think it's the 2013 or 14 is the, is the blue Chrome one. Um, and ah, the, the Tokyo one. And mm -hmm. also the bring convention, the Emerald, um, the green one. one, the green one, um, uh, are ones that I also need. Uh, you probably can't see them very well, but I have some of the Chrome ones in the corner behind me um i see i see the glow in the dark one over your shoulder yes correct yes, yes. yes. the blue <laughs> the blue one yeah uh, that's a great one actually I, I got that off ebay uh from the us and was so happy when it arrived i, I love the glow in the dark pops so i'm hoping to get the 10 inch versions uh, uh not the 10 inch the nine inch version sorry um, okay they brought yeah. out from um i think they were 2012 maybe um, I think 2011 2012 and you know what's yeah. funny about those is those sat on shelves forever and i just was i kept putting it off i'm just like i'll get to it i'll get to it and then next thing i know they're 200 dollars yeah like, nah! <laughs> oh i guess i'm not getting to it whatever so that's fine i'm always <laughs> i'm always on the hunt if i can see one for a bargain um because i'd love to to add it to this my grail batman funko is one that i kind of expect i'll probably never own my collection but the the main grail item that i have is the the promo batman that they have uh that they gave out to the stores um so some of the retail oh, the, uh, it's about four yeah. on, the, on the blue box um yes. yeah and it just it just looks amazing i'm like that would be the grail item if i could ever put that into my collection that would be absolutely amazing. yeah i i think i was trying it shipped in a giant wooden crate too I, I I was trying to fake a store. I was like, could I be a store? Could I pretend? I'm a store? But no, I I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to to go through with it. But at the time, I could have bought. I was just I was very close to like try to get one, but I, I opted not to because I'm like it, it's not going to go anywhere. I, actually, I wouldn't be able to put it anywhere. <laughs> there was actually a couple of years ago, someone stole one from a store. There was actually yes. a store got broken into. Um, and there was a whole thing about it, and I ended up I think they got returned but yeah it was i think that was in seattle yeah it was somewhere it was somewhere around ever it, it was close to hq yeah um i remember when that happened because i was just like that's so that's really rude but you you'll, it'll be easy to find out who did it yeah, exactly <laughs> it's not exactly like it's uh, something that's uh, available for retail anywhere so uh, it's not a mystery mini it's it's, no. it's probably a little bit more easier to find for sure let's go back to the mystery boxes again um yes so when you talk about buying up these collections, and you don't need to give me any sort of trade secrets or anything here, but how do you go about sourcing those sorts of collections? I mean, when you say you've got hundreds of them coming in, I mean, I, I imagine like America's a great big place, but there's only so many people with good collections full of grails and, and in the right condition as well that you can purchase, mm -hmm. right? 
Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot of collections out there. We've managed to scoop up some like old school collections. Uh, we actually did an unboxing video of an old school Freddy collection, uh, Freddy Funko Pops and Wobblers that, you know, the, the value in it, I think was over a hundred thousand dollars. Like it was, it was wow. an obscene amount. Yeah, it was, it was huge. Like a lot of 48s, 24s and 12 pieces and um, go watch that on our the Seven Bucks a Pop YouTube channel for sure. Uh-huh. But we have a we we have a sign up on the website. It's it's a little thing that says we buy collections, mm-hmm. and we have a lot of people that reach out to us too. And um, we're just I mean we get inquiries like a lot of inquiries every single week, and we're just actively buying through it. We buy collections seventy five pieces and up. So it's um and we bought collections from we bought one from Singapore one time. Uh, we probably won't do that again because it was we had to get a container. It was it was a whole big thing, and this was right at the time of like when everything shut down, and then the collection was on the water, and we're just like, oh god, how are we gonna get this? <laughs> they have um, um, a lot of uh, I, I noticed a lot of um, fake Funkos that also go around, uh, fall around. Do you find a lot of collections? that have occasional fake pieces and maybe even the collector didn't even realize they had a fake. Maybe they got, yeah. you know, most, most of the time they don't realize it's a fake or a sticker swap or yeah. something else. But we, you know, we, we catch those. We don't sell those obviously. Yeah. Um, but we, you know, we have, uh, we have a couple listers uh, for seven bucks a pop and for mystery girl that just, you know, they go through it, examine all of the higher end stuff for sure. Uh, but we've, you know, we've seen, counterfeit uh wolverines like the eight the yellow one that's like yeah. a ten dollar pop we we have we, we a fake one showed up in a collection i was like what the hell is this <laughs> like why would why would someone fake an eight dollar pop and like it's his eyes are all weird and it's it's it's, <laughs> it's it's rough looking but a lot of the times it's stickers and sticker swaps mm-hmm. um and they're very you know you got to sit there you got to take the pop and you got to like look at it and like take it from an angle and everything and figure out exactly where where the sticker swap is because, because there's always art. yeah there's always a residue there's always something there that gives it away okay um and i mean there's there's good ones sometimes that almost make it and we're just like wait a second let's just take another look at this <laughs> you know something <laughs> there's just always something off so you, you constantly have to look at these things so i mean we we've had people who didn't know anything about Funko pops or fakes or any of that other stuff. And it, you have to educate them. And it's just like, look, it, it, cause it would be a huge deal if we sold something that wasn't true, you know, of course, um, especially yeah, like when, when you're talking about, you know, like $400, $500 grails or something like that. And right. If, if and it, and then they get a fake, then it, it's your reputation that's on the line there. As well. Correct. And you, you gotta, you just gotta be very careful about that sort of thing. Um, the sticker thing especially it drives me nuts because you'll have a perfect you'll have a real pop but the stickers like it's not and like i always say to people who are just like oh i'm gonna go ahead and get a sticker online i'm just like but it's not real it's like yeah but there i can't afford to get the one with the real sticker i'm just like but it's not real i'm like you gonna get a pic you're gonna get a poster of the mona lisa at the spencers and like put it up on your wall she's like yeah that's the mona lisa that's the actual picture. I can't afford the only one in the world. So yes, I'm just going to buy this. But it's not the same. Like it's, it's, it's preposterous. 
you're passing it off as the real thing and it's not so you uh, i'm very anti-fake and counterfeit pops because i it ultimately i think it hurts the the entire community yeah um regardless i mean i'm never going to own the clockwork orange pop but i sure as hell i'm never going to buy a fake one yeah you know yeah yeah i agree i agree i look you know there are obviously um uh fakes out there of the heath ledger the bank robber joker yes I, a very yes. common one that i see but i just mm. can't bring myself to buy one like even though yeah. like cause I, I you know i haven't been able to get that pop in my collection yet and it's definitely a grail item i'm not going to buy a cheap one like it just yeah. definitely, i feel like i'm selling myself short then as well. yeah i and went I out i don't want to buy and, and support that market either oh no it's awful it's you know it i went out and I bought one on eBay. It was a Freddie Pennywise, the Freddie Wise. Mm -hmm. And I knew it was fake because it was like 20 bucks. But I'm like, I just want to see what this thing looks like. Yeah. And I and I get it. And the box is awful. It's like it <laughs> looks terrible. I take the pop out. The head just falls off. Like you could just go. It just comes right off. <laughs> um, yeah, I had I made an Instagram post about it because I was just like I'm holding up like, don't buy fake things. This is yeah. <laughs> terrible yeah. quality. <laughs> and talking about quality and condition uh one of the other things that seven bucks a pop is known for is its pop shield and the armor i can definitely say that i i don't have the actual the hard stack but i do have the actual pop shields the the, the softer protectors onto mm -hmm. my other ones when i when i got the other uh mystery grail boxes because you ship them ship them in those so yes. I, went, I knew that like, as soon as I opened it up, I could feel the quality of it. And I'm like, okay, I'm using this on my own pops. Now I'm taking these other That's good. cheaper pops out and swapping it out. And I definitely want to get some more. Tell me about that. Like what, what was the inspiration behind that? I mean, Lee, obviously being the owner of the company, do, do, you, do you know the story on how he, yeah, so he, he saw a need in the market at the time because the protectors that were being sold were really flimsy. They were like three, I, I think, three quarter inch yeah. they were really it's like the amazon ones and the game sat ones they like they they just they're really bendable they're cheap they fall yeah. apart so he's set out to you know he, we work with a company that designed we designed them and everything and um it it's i mean it's it's a huge chunk of our business um and it's it's something that's very it actually has its own separate warehouse that's how big our pop shield uh shipment is wow. like we just it, it's it's constantly busy where people are constantly buying them and then when he when i before i started working there he was telling me about the pop shield armors and he you know was showing me he's just like yeah and he showed me why he goes it's gonna have magnetic lids and you know he wanted to get my thoughts on it i'm just like this is you know i saw these and i had them in my hand and i'm like good gravy these are a game changer yeah and um and now like we have there's some companies are trying to do very similar things and but you know it's our our stuff is is really good i mean it's the the armors it was a little bit of a slow start out the gate because that also launched in 2020 mm -hmm. um and he was like Leo was a little disappointed when it just didn't like it wasn't moving it, it was just slow moving because people were not spending that kind of money on that yet and more people just hadn't seen them yet and we're yeah. just like if more people need to get because we had plans to go to shows that didn't occur and like because as soon as you hold one you're just like these are legitimate yeah um and you know i've had like big time collectors just go geez these things are really great and they stack 
but then the words started getting out and they just started flying off the shelves and we were out of them for a small amount of time because we we're waiting the supply chain issues and everything and shipping mm. uh short like shortage of containers and shipping vessels but now it's i mean stuff's moving out and we've expanded we have uh the pop shield armor for two packs and for the six inch pops too now i saw so that it's, yeah yeah and everyone's like are you gonna make one for 10 inch and i'm like oh, there's thinking about the, that it's so huge oh well the the that and the space that we would need it, yeah. it would just be yeah i, I think cost wise it it would be if you'd really have to love that pop well, yeah. <laughs> like a I've, lot so i've worked in a wholesale business before uh mm -hmm. a clothing wholesaler many years ago and i just remember what the warehouse space was like and you know that was just for clothing you know that can fit mm -hmm. in your box but i mean when you when you expand your line like just just putting a new shirt in into their into their clothing line would have meant a whole extra bay or a whole extra like section of the warehouse needs to open up and then i can imagine with the, the size difference there the amount of space you wouldn't yeah it would those would be yeah, immense yeah it would be like one or two per case like a yeah. case like a case of um of regular armors you get 24 of them 12 yeah. two packs right yeah. so if you figure a case of 10 inch it would be two <laughs> it would just be i i think i think i think there's a limitation on it of what we could do i mean we've had people ask for the pop, regular pop shields on the um the 18 inch batman boxes yeah and i'm like but the, and i i would i would just ask i would just like can i ask you like i'm very sincere if you talk to you on social media i'm just like i got a sincere question i'm like it doesn't have a window on it though what are you gonna do like yeah. i i never i couldn't <laughs> grasp that i still can't i mean it would have to sh i mean you see how big the well, 18 inch boxes are me. Like uh, my actually sitting in the corner behind me here. Yes, in the corner. Uh, I've got. I, I, there. Yeah, I, I threw mine out. I tossed it. I recycled it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I know. I said I'm going to keep this, or someone's just going to buy it from me out of, out of the box. I'm not saving it. <laughs> I think that's my um, other grail item that I want is the other 18 inch that they had the the Adam West version. Yeah, that's crazy that that's that sold out so fast and it's continued to. It stay at a high value I, yeah it, it's it's mind-boggling to me i don't because everyone's like oh i hate these and then all of a sudden they're valuable and i'm like well don't buy them if you hate them don't buy them <laughs> <laughs> so i mean i because i see that you do actually have I, I believe like you've got the 10 inch um the soft protectors yes am i am i Am I correct in thinking that I saw on the site a while ago that you did one for the child, the Grogu pop as well, the large? Yes, it, it looks like an aquarium. I, <laughs> I, put it, I put it together and I was like, this is an aquarium. I think I was doing a video about it. We didn't wind up putting it out, but um, it, it looks like a giant aquarium. But yes, we do sell one for the child. You probably saw me like looking over to the side because I've actually got one sitting on the top of a shelf over oh, do you? camera. <laughs> and I was looking at it and I was trying to sort of imagine the size of that, especially folded down how many that how that would stack up. <laughs> yeah, they uh you know it's fine. I when I the I picked up the child from the when we had him at the warehouse, uh the box was just completely smashed to heck and I'm just like that's fine. I don't want the box. Toss the box. <laughs> and I just can't. And I carried him around with me all day. And I'm just like, I'm taking him home. This is mine. <laughs>
okay so we've we've spoken a bit about mystery grail we've spoken a bit about seven bucks a pop both mm -hmm. very cool companies um how did you though come to be a part of those companies so um i was the baltimore host for fanatics day out eight and we did that in may of 2018 fanatics day out has started back in I think it was 2006. It was a every other year gathering of fanatics. We would, it started out in three cities. It was New York, Minneapolis, and I think Texas. I think Texas. I don't remember the third city. Um, it's like California wasn't even added at that point yet. Uh -huh. But in 2018, it was 17 different cities all around the world. And there was actually one in australia and i think it was in melbourne and okay. there was did i pronounce that it's melbourne yeah, that's, that's actually pretty good yeah yes um, yeah some people will say melbourne over here melbourne. but it's melbourne yeah that's right yes <laughs> i remember that from letter kenny it's pronounced melbourne yeah. um but uh a guy named matt who uh is a fanatic down in australia he hosted one too um but i was in charge of baltimore and Lee had reached out to me because I know he had pop shields and he said, I want to, because I can't make it to the event, but I want to donate. Um, like he goes, you want like a thousand pop shields? And I was just like, Oh my God, that's a lot. <laughs> I'm like, yes, absolutely. We'll take it. And he gave a bunch and we gave them away to everybody, but I met him there. And at the time I also had a comic book that I worked on called God mode. Um, me and my brother-in-law uh, actually wrote it and someone else drew it. And uh, I was doing something at a local event and he showed up there and he bought one of them. And we just kind of struck up a, a friendship after that. And there was in 2019, I, I he had asked me if I had known anybody that was looking for work because they were hiring. They were looking to hire some people. I had probably one of the worst days of my job. I used to work in corporate America. I used to work in shipping and logistics. I had a really bad day and I just messaged him and I was like, Hey, what the, the, the positions you're looking for? He's like, why you need, you know, someone I'm like, yeah, me, I'm willing to just do anything. I need to get out of what I'm doing. And he, he said, well, he goes, I don't think because this silly wouldn't suit you as well. He goes, give me, give me a couple of weeks. Let me think of something. And then he took me out for a couple beers and, um we started talking and he, he told me what his idea was because he was doing all the social media he was doing like everything and he goes i need to get this off my plate because i need to focus on other stuff and later that year he you know he asked me he said he's ready to do it you know will i come aboard and i was like yes <laughs> hurry up <laughs> let's do this so i started uh january in 2020 and um i learned all the ropes and everything they do there and um Everything was looking great until March of that year, and <laughs> we all knew what happened. Yes. <laughs> um, but you know, we everyone stayed on board. Uh, we we had we shut down for like two weeks, and then no one really was allowed back for a while. But then we started slowly reopening, and um, everything everything since then has been really really great. And so I'm I became their director of marketing and social media. So I, you know, if you're taught if you communicate with us on social media, more than likely you're talking to me. Mm -hmm. um, I'd say 98% of the time. Sometimes Lee hops on there too. Um, okay. But uh, it's it's mostly me. And um, you know, I started doing the YouTube videos when we had signature series, and it's just kind of grown from there. And now that everything's opened back up, we're starting to do shows again. We just announced this week we're gonna do San Diego Comic Con. 
and um we're going to be at emerald city and new york so we have a huge year of shows left and it's it's pretty exciting but getting to actually work uh at seven bucks a pop and kind of have i because i have a lot of creative freedom with the videos that we do every week Mm -hmm. um for signature series it's 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 been really great uh my major i majored in film in college and then i went to work for a bank because that's what you logically do (laughs) (laughs) um it's all the pay the bills but and then hopefully my art becomes yeah but uh i I should have listened to myself earlier but you know you're i wasn't right for the journey at that point um so i i I tell my kids i said yeah daddy took a 20-year detour uh to do what he was meant to do um i just i had to wait for the the world to to be ready for me i guess (laughs) we can't all be kevin smith's right like we cannot debt and making black and white no i i yeah i had the credit card debt but nothing to show for it (laughs) I had a no. I had a Funko collection because uh, you know during those twenty years I collected Funko. So I guess I was just gearing up for this moment. So that's a perfect segue. Let's let's actually talk about that really quickly because you are on the Collecting Heroes podcast. I do talk to collectors from around the world. Yes, and you are obviously in this because you're a collector as well, right? That's why I am. You're you're in the position you are now as well. Mm-hmm. So tell us quickly a little bit about your collection and, and your collecting journey. So I, the first piece of Funko that I ever purchased was at a Spencer's on my lunch break. I used to work at Suncoast as well. I had two jobs because I was so good at my first one. I got two (laughs) of them at the same time, Uh, but I, there was a Spencer's in the mall, Spencer's gifts, and they had these bobbleheads. And at the time I was like into, you know, I, I did swing dancing. I did a bunch of stuff and I was, they had the bone daddy who had like a zoot suit and a glow in the dark and it was a bobblehead and I always loved bobbleheads. So I was like, Oh, this is cool. I'm like, Oh, look, it's on sale. It's like eight bucks. I'm like, I'll buy this. It'll make me happy. And it did. I was very happy with it. And it sat on my shelf. Cool. Then I went back a couple of weeks later and they had an El Diablo and I bought that one. And those two just sat on my shelf for a while. And then I started seeing more and more like on sale at Spencer's and I just kept buying them. And next thing I know, I have like 20 of them. And I'm just like, (laughs) I'm like, they have, yeah. I'm like, they have a website. Let's go on the website, look on the website. And they have, Oh, there's a message board. Let me go on the message board. It was wobble world back then. And I lurked for a few months and then I finally joined in and um, you know, I was just accepted and it was really cool to like talk to other people who liked these cool toys. Yeah. And then they had that was before they had their first fd uh uh fund funko fun days at sparky's i couldn't get there in time that was in 2002 okay but i'm in 2003 they had vegas fun days and i was my girlfriend with my wife now but she was my girlfriend i'm just like you want to go to vegas she's like uh yeah and i'm like we have no money let's figure out a way to get to las vegas <laughs> <laughs> So we went there and I got to meet all these people on the board, many people who I'm still friendly with today and still talk to on a pretty much a daily basis. Awesome. Um, but it was a smaller, it was a different, it was a different thing back then being a Funko fanatic. And, you know, we, we, we coined all the terms Funko family, uh, you know, nice. come for the toys, stay for the people, like all that stuff. It just came from us. And we would get together every single year and, um, 
at it wound up being at San Diego Comic Con. Their first, their second big San Diego Comic Con was in 2004 when they had the Fun Mart, and you know I was there for that. That was my first trip to California, and it was just super exciting to see the rest of the people in person that I talked to online on the message board, and it was so great. And I got to meet Mike Becker again and it was uh you know it's it, it was so it was just so different back then it's so cool there was no fun days in 2004 but instead it was my birthday uh we went to a restaurant called dick's last resort and there was like 50 of us who just go in there it's like yeah we need a table for 50 <laughs> and they're like all right so all of us are there we're having a good time uh, mike becker and the entire funko crew show up and then they like crashed our party and they <laughs> handed he handed me a bunch of like birthday presents and one of them i still have it I, I have all of them it was a freddy funko circus punk and the other thing was um because my favorite wobbler was dick tracy and oh, he cool. took a he took a mighty mouse body and he put a dick tracy head on it and he put a <laughs> thing on the bottom that said swaboba fett happy fanatic birthday oh, so it's cool. like yeah, it's one of the coolest things ever. But you know, you start. It, it was it was just such a wild night. And then he like paid for the check and left. And I was like, holy mackerel! What an what? evening! <laughs> happy birthday! Um, yeah, happy birthday to me. So like, I got home and you know, my wife just like, how was it? I'm just like, that was the best experience of my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. I mean, obviously, one of the things you know, doing this podcast is I've gotten to meet so many cool collectors already and I'm, I'm in talks with many more for season two of the show as well and everyone's so friendly mm -hmm. yeah it's so cool to have these communities of people that love these things collect these things and where people can come together and having those experiences like that for your birthday with all these people where you can come together and and you know fan out about these things that you love and just people from all walks of life it, it's so cool and to have someone like mike also you know, be there and, and be a part of that with you and, and give you those gifts. That That's such a cool story. Yeah. And, you know, he was he was always very approachable, very friendly. Uh, you know, I, I just like my whole thing was I just didn't want to appear to be weird. <laughs> so sometimes <laughs> like, you know, you meet someone you're excited to meet. You're like, hi, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. you don't want to do that. Um, but I remember we just were like when I when I was talking to him because I didn't get to really talk to him in Vegas. I just got to meet him. Um, even though he gave me an award in Vegas, I got one of the, it was like 20 golden underwear awards and that's hanging on my wall too. And he said, um, <laughs> like, before, I wasn't expecting anything because I didn't know what the hell to expect when I went to fun days, but yeah. he's, he makes an announcement and he goes, he's like, well, you know, what's the one thing that you could, you know, give the, how do you put it? He goes, I tried to think of something I could give that meant something to me to give to you. And what's more personal to give, than a pair of your own underwear <laughs> so i made these and we're giving out the golden and i got one of them and he called my name and i like i'm just i'm looking at it like looking at the front where it and i just said did he really just call my name and i'm like oh my god and i was dressed up like bob's big boy before that because they had a costume contest <laughs> so i was dressed as bob i went and got changed and came back and you know i i get this award and i'm just like wow i said i I, I felt something. I felt a great connection. And, you know, it's of all the things I always talk about, I'm just like, I'm very grateful that Funko was there. I'm glad I caught it when I did, like got onto it and collected wobblers. I got to meet so many people 
experienced so many different things that I never would have if I just not done that. If I collected empty liquor bottles or something, yeah. if I did some, if I collected anything else, if I just kept on collecting McFarland sports picks or whatever, mm -hmm. I never would have experienced and gone on this journey that I have. It's just, it's, it opened the world to me and it's, I'm, I'm really grateful for it. And uh, the fact that I get to do it for a job and I get to, you know, talk about it all the time. I, I play, I, I'm surrounded by toys all day. I mean, geez, it's great. <laughs> but I'm always, I'm always very grateful to Funko. I'm grateful to all the fanatics that, you know, embraced me and, you know, kind of taught me the, the, the old Funko way, as they always say, you know, just you, you be kind to people. And um, it's not about taking, it shouldn't be about taking gimme, gimme, gimme. It should just be about sharing and yeah. um, just being part of a, a community of, I don't even want to say like-minded people, but people who like fun, which is the only thing that probably connects them together. Cause we were all different, different backgrounds, different affiliations, whatever, but we all came together as fanatics. It was, it was just a really huge bonding experience and something that I, I was really grateful for. That's, that's really cool. I mean, looking at your Instagram profile, you know, it says straight away on there, fanatic Funko hall of fame and Funko lifetime achievement award. Yes. <laughs> that was, uh, that was a big surprise last year. Um, I, I got the, the message about it and I had, cause I, I, I talked to Mike every now and then. And, uh, one of the things that I, I, I by no means was it nepotism or favoritism, but I got the message from, uh, Ashley at Funko and she goes, Hey, just want to let you know, you've been picked for this. And I was just like, I just stood, I stared at the computer for like 10 minutes. Lee oh. walks by, he goes, you all right? And I just <laughs> point to my computer screen. He starts reading it and he goes, no effing way. I was <laughs> like, I was like, he, so he goes, I guess you're going to FunCon, eh? <laughs> I said, yeah, I guess I am. I said, once I change my shorts, I'm going to go to FunCon. <laughs> um, but that was that was really, I mean, a super like a major honor, and uh, I I was really grateful for that. And when I flew out there, got to, I mean, it wasn't necessarily a red carpet, but you know, I got to go into the the store first and shop, and and I we walked over to the uh, one of the other fanatics had rented a theater out, and then we watched the live stream in there. So I got to see it as everyone else did, because they were like, "Don't mention anything." you can't say anything until it airs. And I'm just like, <laughs> so of course I just told, I told my family, but like we were, we had a delay of like, I think we were like 10 minutes behind. And then the I knew where it was supposed to show up in there. Cause I pre-recorded a message uh -huh. and I'm looking at my phone just starts blowing up. Like, like I lost, I, my battery got drained. <laughs> it got drained while I was out there. And, but, and I just said no I said it's fine this is this is the best feeling I've I've had I said it was it was was one of the best again another fantastic experience uh going out there and having to do that but to have a lifetime achievement and only the fourth person to ever get it was a huge honor and uh it, it's something I was really grateful for and um you know, I, I don't, I can't achieve. I don't know if I can achieve anything else. They have to build a statue of me next, I guess. <laughs> if they build a statue of me, that'll be the next achievement. I think <laughs> I've done it all. I've done it all. What else can I do? Um, well, I mean, the there's, fact 
the guy who uh, is now in 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 uh, pop form and they've got a soda for him for um, I think you might even have a tattoo. With What's the the little guy? Freddy? No, no, not Freddy. Oh. Another guy who I'm trying to think. Otto. Isn't Otto based on someone who was within the community as well? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. you got the tattoo. Yes, Otto. Um, and uh, I think Chris and Heather did a thing on the Gaslcast about that uh, very recently. Uh, depending on when this airs, it was uh, very recently. But yeah, yeah, Otto, a lot of those old characters were based on something that happened on the board. And if you look at a lot of the old wacky wobblers on like the, there's like inscriptions and stuff on the side, there's stuff under the flaps. Yeah. That's all just like little inside jokes and references to <laughs> all of us uh, from a million years ago. But yeah, Otto, the Otto von Strokem was the name of the, the spastic plastic when it came out. Now they're called fantastic plastic. Cause it's, yeah. it's, but it's more sensitive, yeah. uh, but they have, um, but yeah, it was Otto, and his his board name was Otto Thirteen. That's why he's thirteen on his helmet. Mm. And uh, yeah, it was based on a, a, a real life fanatic. He sadly he passed away uh, yeah, a few years that. back. Yeah, twenty eighteen, I believe. And uh, super like generous guy, and he was one of the first people to like welcome me to the whole community and kind of show me, you know, the Funko way. Like he would just, uh, I think I had told him one time. The last time we had really spoken, I, he was talking. And he was just like, he he mentioned he was going through his box. He sent me a picture of a glow chocula. I was just like, oh man. I said, I said, I can't believe you still have that. I said that was one of the ones I never could get. And then he just sent it to me, and like oh. he sent me a big note and everything. And I was just like, I was touched. I'm just like that. It, it's certain pieces that would never like if I sold it all. It just said, I'm done with Funko forever. You know, wash that my hands of it. Yeah, there, there's certain ones that will always just stay. And I'll mm -hmm. just have like a small display of something. Um, <laughs> that that was one of them. Um, but yeah, I, he was a really great guy. And um, it, was, it was sad to lose him. Well, I mean, the point that I was, I was going towards and is that maybe one day you could be immortalized in Funko form as well. Um, I could be, if they ever make a Dick Tracy pop of some kind, <laughs> they could reference me at some point on there. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. I have, someone made a custom of me uh, that I know, they actually made a Swoboba Fett. Oh, sweet. And it came with that, yeah, and they got the little chin hair right too. So <laughs> that, was, that was cool. And the last, when I was at FunCon, I did the best I could. They didn't give me uh they didn't give me brown hair and they only had the goatee. But that was me. I'm I'm drinking a can of kombucha and I have a Freddy in my hand. So. <laughs> and for people are listening, it's a it's a Funko it's got sunglasses on. It does. You can it, see the can and, and the little doll in the head as well. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, with, with, doll, sorry, the figure in the hand as well. Yeah, with, with the glasses, I look like Kenny Powers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize the glasses actually can come up. That's pretty cool yeah um but uh but yeah but you know it's um yeah i i would like to if they made a statue a pop of me sure i'll take it the fanatic yeah. series they can call it <laughs> nice nice i well there it is uh, if mike ever listens to this podcast then then he knows what to do so. absolutely <laughs> mate uh i've really enjoyed talking to you um this is probably going to be one of the longer episodes of the season and i don't mind it's a great way to go out and 
you know, I, I just love these conversations to go on forever. And I, I say to many of my guests, I could probably talk to you for hours um, because these absolutely. are fun conversations. I absolutely love this. So, uh, so I want to say thank you firstly for being on the podcast. Thank you again. Um, absolutely. But before we do wrap this up, uh, let people know, um, first off, give a plug to the sites that we've been speaking about and then also your socials. Where can people find you as well? Yes, yeah, sevenbucksapop.com, mysterygrail.com. Uh, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's YouTube backslash seven bucks a pop. Um, we're also on the YouTube stuff. We do new things every week. Typically, it's me doing some sort of crazy video of some kind um, that I get to write and shoot all by my own. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, we're also on seven bucks a pop on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And Mystery Grail is shares the Twitter account with Seven Bucks a Pop because someone had a Mystery Grail Twitter account back in 2009 for some reason and doesn't use it. Mm. So I don't don't know how we can get that back or get that at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, Mystery Grail is on Instagram and Facebook. And as soon as I get around to it, I'm going to put something on their TikTok. Because, yeah, there is a TikTok for Mystery Grail, but I don't know how to do it. I'm just going to point at things and dance, I guess. Um, <laughs> and if you want to see my very uninteresting stuff, if you like hearing that the Orioles won or something, you could follow me at Swoboba Fett on Twitter or Instagram. Cool. And I'm on there. Well, thank you very much again for being on the show. And for anyone listening, uh, if you're interested, please give us a uh, a subscribe or a follow on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Um, if you like it, go and check me out on Instagram as well at collecting heroes. Uh, it's been amazing this whole season, all these collectors, people like yourself, Jason, I've, I've had a great time recording this. And th Oh, uh, how many times can I say it? But thank you again for being on the show. And, and I hope thank you have you. a really wonderful night. I, I hope you have a great night too, even though we this is the summer solstice today. It's the longest day of daylight here and it's winter there. So yes. we're, we're swapping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking all the The U.S. is taking all of the sunlight today. <laughs> yeah. Suck it up. Suck it up. Yeah. <laughs> all right. But, th well, but thank you for having me on. I, I really enjoyed this. I, I would love to come back again. It was my pleasure. My pleasure. Cheers.